November 2018, I sat in front of an interview panel competing for a job as an administrative assistant. It paid $14 an hour and required a degree. <laughs> With sweaty palms, a racing heart, and the knowledge that I was just one of many interviewing, I wondered, how could I stand out to be picked? After several interviews, I struggled to stand out from the herd, but I knew I knew I was a powerful asset to have and they just couldn't see it. I'm teachable, determined, and scrappy when I need to be, but I couldn't help them see that. One call to a friend changed everything when she said, why don't you work for clients online instead of in person? Something shifted in me and I started researching becoming a virtual assistant. I read articles, paid for courses to teach me how to launch and asked questions to others in the industry. And I learned this shit sounded stagnant. <laughs> Sure, they were virtual, but they were still embodying the corporate rigidity and mindset. And if I was gonna do this, I was gonna do it in an entirely different way. So I put on my blinders and launched a business without using any of the lessons, feedback, and guides I had in front of me. And within two weeks, I was fully built. Within one year, I was earning double the income I would've if I'd accepted a job offer from any of those interview panels. And then I started teaching others to do the same. Hi, I'm Lorelai Taylor. This podcast is where we candidly share our journeys. Mine as an initiator to an entirely different kind of virtual assistant business and Marcel's as an integrator who took my lessons and did it in her own way too. You get both of our perspectives in an unscripted, free-spirited, and joyful approach to launching, running, and up-leveling your own VA business. Let's go to the show. Today, we're talking about things self-care, <laughs> which in this season, I mean, I don't know when you're listening to it, but as we're recording, it is like mid-January. And so right now, a lot of people are in the like, go, 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 push, push, push. And we're like, right around the corner, there's going to potentially be a little bit of burnout. So let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. How do you prevent burnout in your virtual assistant business? And we really believe it starts with self-care. Well, yeah. I mean, with January, it's just like, I think everything is pushed to go, go, go exercise diet. Like everything is just pushing to be active and to move. And I think definitely with that comes with that heavy, hard push comes this mm. overwhelming feeling of exhaustion and overwhelm and, and all of the things. So I think it's nice that we're talking about self-care because there is a balance between both. And there's a season when you need to push hard and there's a season when you need to say, okay, let's just get into a rhythm where we can really sustain this health and wellness and, and all of that. And that also ties into not just your physical well-being, but also your business. So I think yeah. this is going to be a great conversation. Yeah. And we've been doing this. I mean, I don't know. For me, it's now five years. Good gravy. So it's about four for you, right, Marcel? Yeah, three or four. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been doing this for a while. And, you know, when I got started, I was so jazzed. I was like, anything you need, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I did not set good boundaries in the beginning to care for myself. And so I guess my personal goal with talking to you guys about this is like helping you not have to learn the lessons through your own experience, but let my experience <laughs> show you what not to do. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and real quick, plug in our course that we offer that we do talk about. We have a whole uh, lesson on self-care and setting boundaries. And, and I mean, there's quite a few times that we are talking about that in the course. So if you're interested in being a virtual assistant or wanting to grow as a VA, you can check that out. We'll have the links in the show notes, but we'll definitely touch on a little bit of what we talk about in our course. Yeah. Yeah. We came up with our top three steps, our top three focus areas that will help you maintain a level of self-care in your business so that you don't experience that that push to rest, a push to rest that that comes with the season of resolution setting and all of that. So so while we're talking about this in January, it is a, a year-round conversation that I think could help anyone. Mm-hmm. So our first tip to kick us off is to do a close of business daily. So part of this is setting office hours that are unique to you and when your energy is highest. Both Marcel and I are both morning people, which can be really obnoxious to others. I don't know why you wouldn't want to talk to someone happy in the morning, but apparently that's a thing. <laughs> All I picture I mean, is my husband's face. Yeah. Like, stop talking. His eyes are half closed and he just like shrugs his shoulders like, what? And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> 80 things at once. Yeah, well, like, I don't know about you guys, but I strategize in my sleep. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm a little crazy, a little bit. But like, I'll wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, I have a plan. Hey, honey, wake up. I have a plan. <laughs> Loves it. Not really. <laughs> but my point is, is that Marcel and I are both morning people. And so as far as our clients' awareness of our business hours, they are well informed that we were better working in the morning. And if they contact us in the evening, we may respond and say like, of course I will work on this first thing in the morning. Like we've really done a good job of setting boundaries. Of course we could handle an emergency if we felt called to, but our clients know that we might most likely won't. That may sound brutal, but I think it sets a healthy working relationship and also empowers our clients to set boundaries for themselves because a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with with setting work hours and sticking to them. So the more we stick to it for ourselves, the more our clients will feel that for themselves too. So with your setting your business hours, when you close out business for the day, this is when I personally like to take stock of what I did that day and plug it all into my hours tracking platform that I use. And Marcel tracks through the day. So this is where we are a little bit different, but at the end of each day, I just, I have a recap. These are all the things I did. These are the things that are completed. And with that, it's setting a a list for the next day. I'll write myself like a quick start list so that I know what my priorities are for the next morning. You know, you get up and you like have your coffee and you sit down you're like, what am I doing? Having that list is like, this is what you're doing is like, oh, that's nice. Go me. I I was nice to myself, but I gave myself like a leg up first thing in the morning. (laughs) That is nice. I, I some, oftentimes I will write myself the quick start list, like you're saying, but there are days where I, when I'm done, I'm just done. (laughs) So I can't say I'm 100% consistent with that process. But I would say as a whole, I I tend to do the same thing. 
I think it's especially helpful on a Friday because, you know, you go, at least I go into the vortex of weekend and I, I don't work. Sometimes I'll schedule appointments if I need to, but for the most part, that's family time. So having a Monday morning quick start list is vital to me personally. So yeah, maybe a Tuesday morning, I won't have it, but most of the time, most days I will. I think that's a nice mindset thing too, though. I mean, like when you can already feel like you have a good start to the day, even though it might just be like four items on a list, it's still a starting point and you feel yeah. energized and, and like, okay, I, I, I have some tools that I can work with right away. And then I can just <laughs> build from there. Right. Yeah. My friend and mentor and client, Andrea Crowder, she talks about motivation as something that has two key factors in it. One, it feels possible to do, and two, there's interest. And so a lot of times people are like, well, I'm just not motivated. I don't know. I don't know how to make myself motivated. First of all, if that's you, (laughs) movement is number one. So if you're like, you sit down at your desk and you're like, I just don't feel motivated to do this. Get up and do like 10 jumping jacks, sit back down and see how that feels or, or start your day with a workout or whatever, or don't sit back down. Yeah. Have with a standing, standing desk, <laughs> yeah. have a standing desk or something. Um, you could yeah. even just like walk around the house and voice message yourself with like, these are my thoughts for the day, but movement will get you there. Additionally, sometimes when we're feeling unmotivated, the problem is, is the task feels too big and we're not sure like where to stick the shovel for the first scoop. (laughs) And so my point for creating a little quick start list for the next day is make sure that this list feels like something that you can do. And if not word it in a way that is like, so say you have this project that's going to take a month. If you put that on your list for first thing Monday morning, a task that's going to take a month, yeah, it's going to get hard to get motivated for that. But if you had written yourself a few little bullet points that felt really simple and easy, the target is short enough, it's close enough to you that you're sure to hit it. Like imagine you go to a shooting range and the the target's all the way back at 200 meters and you're like, I'm never going to hit that. Like you're just never <laughs> going to hit it. There's a big difference from 10 feet away. You know what I mean? Where you're like, I can actually hit that. I feel confident and it slowly moves back. That's another tip from Andrea Crowder. That's not from my brain. That's from hers. I'll link her in the show notes so that you guys can find her. If you want to follow her on social media, it's my favorite account to follow. And yes, I'm biased. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. So you're, you're going to set yourself up with a quick start list that feels possible to do and that you feel energy behind doing. That'll clear up the motivation issue right, right away. And if not, Jumping jacks, you're welcome. Even if you're cussing me out while you're jumping jacking, you're welcome. <laughs> jumping jacking. <laughs> I can make one up, whatever word I want. <laughs> that's so funny. I would pee myself, but that's great. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a real thing. Just to take a quick, quick detour. I went on a trampoline to a trampoline park with my kids. And that was the moment I realized how real that was. It's like, oh. are you guys <laughs> heading home? <laughs> <laughs> I will be back. Oh, that's great. So true. Mm, mom life. <laughs> uh, 
I agree. So our second tip is to walk away when frustrated, especially if it's like tech related. That mm. can be so maddening so quickly. Like I have such a short fuse for tech. Same, issues. same, <laughs> like get it together technology. I have so much patience for everything else. Well, not everything, <laughs> but a lot of things. But tech, I'm like, why is this window not opening? It's been like three seconds. What the heck? You know what I mean? Anyway, so when there's actual tech issues, yeah, I definitely, we recommend walking away. Go get some fresh air, movement again, jumping jacks if you want. Jumping um, jacking. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of times if you can just remove yourself from the situation, whatever that is, you'll you'll gain some clarity, hopefully, but sometimes it just really clears things up. I think mm-hmm. fresh air is great and and just some movement. Mm-hmm. I had a moment last week, I was helping a client put together, it was a thing on nutrition. And so I had like, I had all the details on one page and I'm plugging it into like a a more beautiful layout in another page. And I did not understand the content. This is Mm -hmm. new information for me. It's something I've not worked on. And I got really frustrated that I couldn't understand because I'm trying to package it in a way for for the client to easily understand. And I don't feel equipped to do it. And I had sent her this message like, I don't know. I don't know if this is working. It's really confusing. This key part right here makes no sense to me. I took a I took a step away. I wandered around. Like, I think I made myself a cup of coffee, came back. And when I got there, page two had the information that made page one make sense. And I just needed a little bit of clarity at time away. And she hadn't responded yet. So I was like, sorry, all I needed to do was get to the next page. It makes sense. I'm going to lay this out better for your clients so they don't have this experience. But it was a great point where maybe I shouldn't have messaged her. (laughs) I was frustrated and take the walk away first. So now you guys don't have to learn that lesson. You can learn my mistake. And just like, if you're feeling frustrated, yeah, take, take a minute for yourself gain some clarity, come back. If it still doesn't make sense, then then reach out with a calmer mindset than my like, <laughs> panic mode. <laughs> Isn't it funny how our brains will block things though? I mean, yeah. it was so simple to go to page two, but in the moment, right. you just didn't even see that that was an option. I was thinking it was a deficit on my part is yeah. the thing. And if I would have just like, been a little bit patient I would have seen like the information is there yeah I am always amazed at how our brains work it's like Mm -hmm. there's blocks that don't even need to be there but we put them there because of Mm -hmm. our energy our frustration our whatever even excitement can do it like it doesn't have to be negative yeah I'll also just say real quickly on hormones (laughs) I've been a lot better in the last like two years of tracking my cycle. And because of this, I've learned a lot of information about myself. And there are specific times of my cycle where frustration is closer to hand. (laughs) It is just the surface right there. (laughs) And so I suggest for, for those of us with uteruses, (laughs) 
uteri to track your cycle and to be have an awareness around it because like my my favorite app and I'll link it in the the show notes just for you guys is the Stardust app because it'll send me little push notifications like one is just like snacks I'm like oh, okay I'm gonna be a little a little hungry today <laughs> but some other ones will be kind of like giving me a heads up like you might be closer to frustration today and those are really helpful not to create a problem that's not there but as I see frustration pop up I'm like mm, it should be this way maybe I don't react to it right now because I know that my hormones are are like having a little a little party over here <laughs> having a moment side effects aren't great so for whoever needs to hear that track your cycle and just see is this a real thing are the facts lining up to match the frustration or are the emotions creating a problem that doesn't need to be there I can yeah. absolutely say my frustration with that document I was creating uh, I was definitely on the time of my cycle for frustration so yeah. helpful tip <laughs> <laughs> next let's talk about nourishing your body and how that can really affect your self-care and prevent burnout like we all know that there are foods that are better for us and not so great for us and it really has a lot to do with with our focus energy with you know, when your body is not feeling great, say you have a dairy allergy and, and you're sitting there trying to work, it's harder to focus when you're not feeling great based on a food off of a food decision. I'm just suggesting to know your body. And with that, I want to talk about hydration. We always hear about drink water, drink water, drink water. We're used to this. This is a conversation we're here. We hear all the time if you're like, ah, water, I know. Yeah, you know. So let's make it so that the water's really <laughs> close to hand. So we both Marcel and I always have our water bottle within our fingers reach on our desk, right? Yeah, for the most part. I'm not always the best, but yeah, I do. If it's there, I drink more. I do too, yeah. I'll just like sip on it through the day. For some reason, I drink a lot of water during meetings. I don't know what that is, probably from talking, but. So having water close to hand makes it so that you're more likely to be hydrated and dehydration is even slight dehydration is harder to have clarity, to have access to strategy, access to your creativity. All these things are boosted when you make sure you're hydrated. And, oh, Marcel, you had a tip about sea salt, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> My kids make fun of me all the time. <laughs> yes. So there's a couple clients I work with, but they're functional medicine doctors. And they, across the board, every functional medicine doctor that I have come across has said, add sea salt to your water. It's because sea salt raises your electrolytes. So instead of going for the cup of coffee at two o'clock, when you're starting to feel that lull, mm. maybe try a little sprinkle of sea salt in your water, stir it good, but also don't add too much. Cause if you can taste it, oh. that's too, it's too much. It should really yeah. just be the slightest little bit, but it really does help. So a lot of times you don't really need a caffeine boost. You need your electrolytes mm. to be up. And that's a great way to do it. And it's cheap and easy and it's way healthier than Gatorade or Powerade. Oh yeah. I like the Celtic sea salt brand because I've seen, 
I've seen the research they go into to making sure that their salt is full of really great nutrients. I'll link that in the show notes for you guys too. Also, while we're talking about hydration, let me tell you that potty breaks are a necessity. And if you're drinking enough water, you're going to need a lot of potty breaks. And my clients know that if we're in a longer meeting, actually at any time, it could be like, all right, potty break time. And usually when I do this, they're like, you know what? Me too. Yeah. So everyone, everyone steps away, takes a quick potty break, even if it's in the middle of the meeting. And I learned this the hard way through giving myself a UTI from holding it for too long. I was in a meeting and I was like nervous about stopping it. And then the meeting kept going and going and going (laughs) and left me in quite a bit of pain. And that's when I was like, Hey, this is actually detrimental to my health. So we got really good about suggesting potty breaks and it ended up benefiting everyone on the call anyway. (laughs) But to go back to what you said, Marcel, about that 2 p.m. desire for coffee, another way to avoid that moment is to have a lighter lunch, like to have a salad. I I don't know why people have such like feelings about salads, but salads like You can make anything out of a salad, like any flavor profile. You want a taco salad? Great. You want to have like something light and citrusy? Great. Like you can do anything with a salad. (laughs) But the benefit of not having like the difference of like a sandwich is then your body has to divert energy from the brain to the digestive tract to break down a heavier meal. It makes sense that like, have you ever been to a conference or to like some kind of training where you're sitting there in person with people like we haven't been to high school in so long we're not accustomed to sitting in a chair all day (laughs) but if you've been to one of these events you can see the entire audience lull as soon as they come back from lunch break and it's because of having a heavier lunch having heavier carbs and all that energy is diverting to the digestive tract so if we know this if we see this to be true across an entire conference sometimes of thousands of people then we know it's relevant for our bodies as well so have have something on hand that's quick and easy I personally love the salad kits that you get at the grocery store I don't know about you guys I just need to have something super easy and fast to throw together or I probably won't I just have learned this about myself. I know that a lot of these salad kits have dressings that can be higher in sugar. So I'm cautious when I'm buying, but also sometimes it's fine. Right. I'm just going to say it. Sometimes it's fine to have like a sweetened balsamic vinaigrette with your salad. It's not that big of a deal. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Yeah. Sam's Club has a pickle salad. Oh, I did not like it. that one. Oh, I loved that one. Oh, uh, we're uh, usually the same, and I'm not in agreement with this one. Oh, <laughs> fine. It's so good. <laughs> I think because I wanted pickles to be in it, it was more like dill. It was dill seasoned. Well, yeah, I mean, it is called the dill salad, I think. I don't think it's called a pickle salad. I wanted pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just like <laughs> chop up some pickles, but I'm not going to do it because when <laughs> I get my lunch, it needs to be like, three minute prep I'm probably not going to cut up a bagel just probably <laughs> know yourself this is the whole thing know yourself see what your um, habits are like do you enjoy prepping a lunch for yourself if so make sure the ingredients are on hand if not just keep it simple make it something that's easy to grab yeah that's my feedback on that 
Yeah. Well, and then the other option would be intermittent fasting, right? Mm-hmm. We both do that. I, I find it, I've, I know people talk about intermittent fasting being hard and mm-hmm. I personally did not experience that. I found it very easy to do in, intermittent fasting, but I've also found that the benefits for me have been great because it does help regulate your hormones and things like that. So especially if you're tracking your cycle, maybe mm-hmm. intermittent fasting would be a great time on a specific week. I don't know. Right. I don't track mine like that, but it could be a good thing. Yeah. I do find that in the middle of my cycle, like the ovulation part, sorry, sorry for any guys that don't want to hear about it, but like, it's the human body. What can you do? <laughs> I find that in ovulation, I do tend to eat earlier in the morning. So normally through the month, I don't have my first bite of food until like 11. That that seems to be right about when I'm hungry. If I wait till noon, I bet a hangry might kick in. So 11's the sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> but on some parts of my cycle, I will wake up and be like, oh no, actually I require food to start my day for my brain to like feel kicked in. And so being really aware of that. So I say I intermittent fast, but it's not every day. I mean, there's a, a portion of it every day, but my eating window is a bit larger, certain parts of my cycle. So it's really helpful to track these things. And that Stardust app I told you guys about, you can track everything from like mood to food to, to all of that. So, but intermittent fasting I've found makes me mentally clearer in the morning. I feel yeah. more energized, clearer. And my energy sustains longer through the day. Yes, I agree with that 100%. I feel the same way. And it's easy. You don't have to eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like one less decision I have to make. (laughs) Right. I can keep my focus (laughs) elsewhere. (laughs) So if that feels relevant to you, check it out. There's... Intermittent fasting, we all do it because you have to fast to to sleep. You're not like eating in the middle of the night. Even if your window is like six hours, you're intermittent fasting. You're already doing it. It's not something that's hard. It's just being more intentional with the hours that your body is spending digesting. That's basically the point of it. And it's very custom to every person what feels better for you. It happens to be for me about like a eight hour window where I am it's not like I'm consuming food for eight hours, but through that eight hours, I may eat. And after that eight hours, I don't. And that feels good for my body. And if it doesn't feel good for my body on a day, I do different. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> so those are our tips we have for self-care for yourself in your virtual assistant business. As Marcel said, we have a lot more in our course and we will include the link in the show notes if you feel interested in either launching your virtual assistant business or taking it to the next level. It's great for you either way. We also want to hear from you. Do you have more tips for self-care in your virtual assistant business? Is there anything you've learned that has been really beneficial for you? If so, we invite you to join in the conversation over at the Your Virtual Assistant Lab community group where we will be chatting about it all together. Plus, it's just a cool group to be in. So we'll see you there. Bye, guys. And make sure you follow the show to get notified when new episodes drop. 
And if you're ready to learn more about launching your own virtual assistant business, check the show notes for info on how you can launch quickly and easily with your VA lab. We're so glad you're here.